Coming up on BYU Football with Kalani Sitake, we're back off the bye week and back in Studio C with the head coach of the Cougars and our player guest, Corbin Kafusi. It's Utah State Week. And BYU Football with Kalani Sitake starts now. Sitake wants no part of the sideline. Look, he'll spin and come back in just to try and run somebody over. Open is Sitake, wide open. What's Kalani Sitake? What a nice job on Gerard Newby. BYU wins it for the Bill Edwards. Kalani Satake as the new football coach at BYU. It's great to be back home. The kick is on its way. It is gone! It is gone! The Cougars have it! I'm very lucky to be coaching these young men. Throwing on the run, looking for Micah Sion. Micah makes the catch inside the 25-yard line. Tola Tawi. Through another hole and into the secondary! This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake, presented by Ken Garf Orr, with your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside the BYU Broadcasting Building in Provo, Utah, for another edition of BYU Football with Kalani Satake. We're back after a week off for last week's bye, and this week the Cougars are on the road up to Logan to take on Utah State. We appreciate the BYU fans joining us here inside Studio C tonight. It's really easy to be a part of our studio audience. Just request your free seats Mondays, 1 o'clock Eastern, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, by going to byucougars.com slash Show. And you can join the conversation on Twitter using hashtag Satake Show. It's your chance to get a question in for Coach Satake or Corbin Kafusi, tonight's guest. Just use the Satake Show hashtag for a chance to get your question on air this evening. And to get tonight's show rolling, please welcome back inside Studio C, the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Satake. We've got props this week. I noticed. <laughs> we got one of you, and we got the old wagon wheel. Doesn't that just want to, you want to just buy a Coke when you see that? That's the, that's the idea. That's the hope. I know. You know. I didn't know it was going to be that big when they made the, uh, when they were doing the photo shoot. And so um, you could tell I was dressed for the occasion with my shorts, and you probably, they had to cut up my flip-flops, but. <laughs> it's, it's practically life-size. And, oh, look at that. Speaking of props. Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's the pause that refreshes right Coca-Cola, there. Coca-Cola, drink one, right? Yeah. <laughs> we just made a commercial. We just made a there commercial right now. Thank you. Yeah. So, now uh, I'll be wide awake for the show. <laughs> we're, we're assured of it now. After last week, we're assured of it now. Yeah. 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 So uh, this means it's a, a special week for BYU football. It's an mm-hmm. in-state week. Yeah, excited about going. Going. Uh, first of all, I was just excited to have another game um, after the bye week. I, th- I just know that uh, there's some things that you want to accomplish in the bye week, and we got it all done. But I'm um, just excited that we have a game this week, and, and uh, after the last week and the last game that we had, uh, we need to prove ourselves and, and show better. So, looking forward to that opportunity and going to Logan and playing people that we know, and there's a good close connection with them being in state, and um, just excited. And I know that coaching staff very well, and. Matt Wells is a good friend of mine, so uh, here we go again, you know, another, another rival game, and uh, looking forward to going to Logan and, and having our guys show up. How did you, the staff, and players uh, use the bye week last week? Uh, a lot of different ways. I, I think, um, you know, we, we needed to get some recruiting done, so we staggered our coaches where 
uh, coaches could go out and recruit, but then we had some coaches that were still here to run some of the practices. We lifted every day, and we gave our players Friday. So we lifted Monday through Thursday, gave our guys Friday and Saturday off, and just to do what they wanted. They had to go to school on Friday, but Saturday just wanted them to just do whatever they felt like doing, you know, and then take a little break. But um, we accomplished a lot of different things. We wanted to get a good jump start on Utah State, and so we had some. Um, there weren't player-run practices. There just were coaches that weren't all there, you know. But we had four. We have four great graduate assistants, and Dallas Reynolds that works with the O line, and Harvey Ungo works with the receivers and running backs, and then you have Vince Viola that works with the D line, and and um, you have Jan Jorgensen that works with the linebackers. So we were able to get a lot done with those guys stepping up and just giving them some pub because they're just graduate assistants, right. you know, trying to get their masters and and uh, work, working on their coaching career, but. Um, they did a great job, and, and our, our players did a great job, and the coaches that were here did a great job. But we, we needed to get uh, keep recruiting going because that's important to us. And uh, so we were able to accomplish a lot of different things. Our guys that got got banged up a little bit. I mean, there were three tough yep. games, and, and they're physical games, and, and um, you know we need some guys to heal up. And so I think we're in a much better situation now going into this week than we were uh, a couple weeks ago. Sometimes after a rough outing, uh, a coach will say it's time <clears> to <throat> grind the guys and really get after them. And, and you saw a different need with this year's group. Well, I've been on both sides of that. You know, I think that um, there's there's a chance where you can you can do that, but uh, not usually after you have this type of schedule. You know, and and uh, you have to be realistic. And uh, last 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 year, our bye week was handled differently than this than this year. And but it's nothing that's unique or out of the ordinary. It's stuff that that I've I've been a part of when, in other Power Five schools. You know, and and um, I've been part of it when we were in Mountain West and when I was coaching Mountain West and Division One AA. So. Um, it all depends on what our team needs, and uh, we needed to keep recruiting going and needed our coaches to get out there, but we also needed to get a good start on, on Utah State. And then we just need a, a, basically a check of reality on who we are as a, as, a, as a team and as a program and where we sit right now. We're sitting at one and three. We haven't performed well uh, in the last three games and all season, to be honest with you. And so uh, we, you know, just a lot, a lot of self-reflection on what we need to do to get better and make sure that we... Uh, Give our fans what they're expecting on Friday, and that's that's the goal. And thought we had a good jump start on last week, and and um, you know just just looking forward to our guys putting what we know their talents are on the field and making sure that it's productive and, and it's entertaining. We're 10 days removed from the Wisconsin game. That was a good team that rolled in here. They're now 3-0. They had a bye week this past week. Uh, top 10 team as they had been for a long, long time. And uh, I, I think, you know, you, you said, I think you used the word dominated after the game to say how they got after you. And that's just a really good football team. And I think they'll, they'll play well against a lot of good teams this year. Yeah, it's a good, good team, good program. And, and they, uh, they run a good system, you know, on offense and defense and special teams. They're, they're sound. They're a big group. I mean, they're, they're a big size group. And it was good for us to get, to measure ourselves on, on, on some of the best teams in the country. That's, uh, if you want to, be one of the big boys yet to play them, and and uh, that was part of the deal there. And obviously, we're not really happy with how we performed because um, we're way better than the six points and, and than the score indicates. And unfortunately, nobody saw that, you know. And so we saw a few bright spots, but just wasn't consistent enough. And that's I've said it before; it's my fault, and I, I got to make it. I got to make it work. And and uh, that's a lot of. That's why it's important for us to keep working towards Utah State and getting that win. And that's why we did that in the bye week with mixed in with some of the other needs that we had. You talked a minute ago about having used that to, uh, you know, time, time in the bye week to kind of self-assess. And where do you think you guys are as a football team through four games with that time to reflect? Well, I mean, our, our players called a, a player-only meeting. And they, they just, uh, I thought it was a good moment last week, you know, the Monday after the Wisconsin game. It's where our, 
our leaders stepped up and then basically they shared their thoughts and I don't know exactly what was said in the meetings other than uh, our players came out with a little bit more motivation and they worked hard and uh, I've seen a, a, a change in them, you know, in, in, in the way that they're working and just really proud of our players doing that. I, I think that um, people expect the coach to do it, but it was nice and refreshing to have a, a player take the initiative and, and take control of this team. And um, But, you know, when, it, when it's all said and done, that's that's my responsibility to make sure that the players feel the, the need and that they do that earlier. And, um, you know, we're just hoping that this it's not too late for that and, and that we can get this going this week. And just really pleased with the effort that the guys have given us. Just need to play assignment sound and, and, and smart football. So we went back to the basics in practice and just had to go back to what, finding what we're good at, you know, in, in all three phases and, and focus on that and then build off of that. So that's, that, that was the goal and even dealing with some of the injuries and some of the issues that we have with our, with our team that, that not everyone's 100% and that's part of football. So we just move on with it and, and uh, trying to develop a scheme and an identity that, that suits our talents but also helps us become better and, and win games. That's a, that's a, that's what it's all about, winning. Do you think we'll notice a change in identity, do you think, from the first four to what comes next? Um, no, because we, we've done a lot of different things. I mean, Taysom last year, he was under center quite a bit, but he also did a lot of stuff in the gun. And um, I think we felt more comfortable with his needs and what he wanted to do, but also factoring in some of the stuff that we, the receivers that we had, and Jamal being in the backfield. This year is a lot different. You know, we, we, although we have some young guys there, we, we have some guys that I think we can give them a little bit more responsibility. and get guys the ball more. I think the main issue is in offense is just sustaining drives. Um, you know, trying to get first downs and, and get plays and, and, get, and that, that will result in, in points. Um, having 36, uh, 38 plays against LSU and 46 against Wisconsin, it's not going to give you very many opportunities to have success. And so uh, we, we wanted to have third and manageable and we had that in Wisconsin. We just didn't, didn't uh, convert those third downs and that needs to change in order for us to get more plays. and to get more execution and get more, more points. For the break here, you, you, you talked about the players only meeting that, that was held last week. That is a pretty good reflection on your team leadership, isn't it, at that point? It is, and, and, and um, I mean, it's one of those things where you can't manufacture, you can't as a head coach say, hey, why don't you go run a player only meeting? It's something that I think the guys just draw upon themselves. And, and um, you know, I think for, for what I do as a head coach is to try to facilitate all their needs and, and allow them to feel that this is, this is something, they have ownership on the team. But the final straw is on me, you know, so I, I, I am glad that the players are, are leading and doing all that. But, um, you know, I, I, the reason why the team's not doing well is my fault. I, I need to find a way to make it work. And I feel really comfortable with where we're at now and, and really, really good about what we did last week and having a it was a good time to have a bye. Let me just tell you that. I mean, although the fans want to see another game, it was really well needed for what for our program and what we needed to do to bounce back from those three losses this year. So the Kooks coming off a break, and we're heading into our first break. And as we do so, we want you to know that you can enjoy a full hot breakfast buffet, dinner Monday through Wednesday, a kitchen and a large grassy backyard along the Provo River Trail, all at the Residence Inn Marriott in Provo. We come back, we look ahead to Friday's game with Utah State. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake. BYU Football with Kalani Satake is presented by Ken Garf Nissan of Orem, a proud supporter of BYU and the Cougar community. We hear Cougs. We are back on BYU Football with Kalani Satake, and thanks again to these true blue BYU fans joining us in our studio audience. 
this evening. Well, the Cougars are uh, back at it this week, off the bye and on the road at Utah State. And Coach Itake with a, a week off this past week and hopefully some rest and rehab for guys who were banged up. Uh, how's the health of your team coming into this rivalry game on Friday? I'm good. Much better because of the bye week. But, uh, you know, we, we'll have, uh, we'll have our, our guys that, that won't be able to go and, and uh, we'll just have to adjust. There's still some guys that are um, wait and see till the game day, but it's difficult to to play a game when you haven't really practiced, you know. And so, um, I, I think that we can probably count on some of those guys not being available. But uh, so far, the, the guys that have been able to fill in are doing a good job, and and we'll see how they do it on Friday. Last four games against Utah State, to BYU's averaging around 33 points per game, and points are what you need more of right now. How close are you guys? Do you think to turning a corner on offense and getting those numbers to where you'd like to see them? I think we're really close. I mean, that's that's um, but. What else do you expect me to say? You know that that's. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I mean, just being optimistic, I, I've seen our guys play better, and, and I, I've seen some bright spots, and it's just a matter of making sure that we we uh, keep doing the, the good things and, and focus on the good. And, and uh, I said it before, just trying to make if we're doing something well, just make sure the other team stops us first, uh, before we we uh, go on to the next thing. And and uh, maybe it's a little bit more simplified and, and uh, a little bit more. Um, focused on what we're, we're trying to achieve, but uh, I think it's needed, and that's on all three phases, but I think it also opens up, uh, with that being the foundation, we need to be a little creative and find ways to, to get points on the board and find ways to get turnovers and create big plays on defense and find ways to flip the field on, on special teams, and that's with our, 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 our kicking and our coverage, and, and so far, and even in our return game, so just looking forward to all of it coming together and, and having an opportunity to play this Friday. Utah State 2-2 uh, two and two on the year. Uh, they've lost the two P5s, have beaten two non-P5s, and they've been kind of an up-and-down team week-to-week week depending on, uh, on who they're playing. 2-2 uh, two and two is their record right now, and uh, they've had uh, certainly moments which show a pretty prolific offense, as you can see by some of the numbers they've put up. They've gotten had teams get after them pretty good, too, so it has been a, uh, an up-and-down season for the Eggs. Yeah, and I thought, I thought after their last game against San Jose State, that was pretty impressive um, seeing what they, I mean, all three phases were click, clicking for them. Yeah. Offensively, they were able to march the ball down and score. Defensively, I don't think they gave up a touchdown that was on a pick six. And so um, defensively, they played great, and the special teams caused some turnovers. So, uh, you know, we, we got them at, a, at the at time where they're hot. And so, uh, you know, they're, they're, we're going to get their best shot. I can guarantee you that. And going up into Logan, that's going to be a heated game. I know their fans are excited about this, and so are we. So. We're just looking forward to the challenge. They led that game last week 55 nothing before uh, San Jose State scored. QB for Utah State's Kent Myers. You've seen enough of this guy now to know what he does and does well. Uh, what do you think about number two? Well, he's looking a lot more comfortable as a quarterback, and, and I think he's got a good, he's got a good uh, feel for the, for the system and for the game. Um, I know that we've seen a little bit of the other quarterback, and I think that's just by design on what they're doing. But um, it, the scheme, it, it fits what they, what they have on the, the talent on their team. And, uh, they do a lot of different looks, a lot of misdirection stuff, and, and so uh, we have to be really assignment sound on, on defense in order to, to defend them. And, uh, but, you know, there will be some opportunities for us to make some plays, and, and uh, we have to take advantage of it. And it starts up front. Our D-line needs to perform against these guys, and, uh, and it's hard to, going against an athletic quarterback like Kent Myers, but uh, I think our guys are going to be ready. And we've had good challenges along the way to lead up to this game. And you see in the clips there what, you know, they, they like to focus on. It's a lot of short game in terms of throw and him making plays with his feet. Yeah, and they do, they do a lot of different things by spreading the ball out, and they share it with so many different receivers, so many different looks, and the quarterback runs the ball as well. So they do a lot of run-pass option, and, and uh, just a lot of stuff that we've seen. And, and, uh, but they also have a physical line, and 
there's some uh, some familiar names up front that we've seen before that's been in part of our program. So uh, we know those guys on a personal level. So we're looking forward to the game, and I know they are too, and it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Their San Jose State game really showed it, but Coach Lamb told me Monday that uh, Utah State had some, has some of the best special teams packages he's seen uh, really in all phases of the game, from the place kicker for how they do their kickoffs to they've blocked three punts already this season. So special teams has been a game swinger for them. Oh, yeah, and they've caused some turnovers on, on kickoff. I mean, just uh, pooching the ball up there and, and uh, a lot of they, – I think they recovered two of those, those uh, kickoffs. And, yep. Um, yeah, the block punts, that's, that, that, that can turn a game for you quickly. And uh, they, they, they're able to feed off of the momentum that they create on special teams. And it's a huge compliment to their coaches and what they're able to get their guys to do. And, and they, they, there's a lot of high-effort guys on the, on, the, on, the, on the special teams there at Utah State. And uh, we like to pride ourselves in special teams as well. I know Coach Lamb's done a great job with it. And, uh, just, you know, it'll be a good matchup for our guys. That's a look at Utah State uh, coming up on Friday. Coming up in our next segment, we're going to be joined by defensive lineman uh, Corbin Kafusi. Uh, how long did it take uh, for you to kind of realize that uh, Corbin would be uh, 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 best suited on the gridiron as opposed to the hardwoods for you? Uh, when I was at the basketball game. And so I, <laughs> I, uh, well, I, I, knew, I knew Corbin. So I was a graduate assistant for uh, Steve Kafusi uh, back in the days when Gary Croton was the head coach. And I worked with with, the, with Coach Kafusi, but I also got to know his family and, and the babysat those kids, you know. So, <laughs> literally babysat them. Literally, my wife and I babysat them, and and uh, it just it was nice getting to know Steve and Michelle and such a great uh, great family. And so I I think I've had a connection with him a little bit earlier, but it was good to see him at the basketball game. And I, Corbin, probably tell you, I just kept yelling, "That looks like a good defensive end right there," and in warmups and stuff like that. And, <laughs> As he's going through the layup line. Yeah, That's but, by I mean, the end. but I mean, the guys will tell you that if I see a big guy at the grocery store, I'm going to say, hey, you know, let, let me see how you look in the tank top and let me f- see what you can bench press and run. And so I'm always consistently recruiting and trying to get guys, get guys on our team. But he's, uh, he, he fits what we need to do. And, and he's got that in his blood. Obviously, you've seen Bronson and what he does. And they have an athletic family with Alexis being a basketball player, too. And we have another one coming home from his yeah. mission, Devin. I think, next week, you know, so... Wow. Um, yeah, so this is a leave my poster alone. So. <laughs> no, but that, that's, that, that's a great family. Corbin is a great young man, and I love having him on the team. He's he's one of our leaders, and he's he's a, he's a he has big make a big play making uh, ability, and 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 um, looking forward to him doing some stuff, especially on Friday. All right, Corb is coming up next as we head to break here at Ken Garf Volkswagen of Orem. We're excited to announce our new dealership will be opening its doors in November. Visit our new showroom on University Parkway. Ken Garf, we hear Cougs. We come back. He's the brother of an NFL player, the son of both a BYU coach and the possible future mayor of Provo. He's Corbin Kafusi. He's next on BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Satake with your host, Greg Rubel. All right, so welcome back inside Studio C here at BYU TV. Hashtag Satake Show gets your questions in for either Kalani or Corbin Kafusi. Q&A segments with both guys are still ahead, so get them in now. Hashtag Satake Show. Well, his is among the first families of BYU football, as the Kafusi name is among the most prominent in the current generation of Cougars. Following in both his father and brother's footsteps at BYU, he's making a name for himself here in Provo and hopefully beyond. Please welcome into Studio C, junior defensive lineman Corbin Kofusi. 
How about you? Good to see you. Good to see you. Too. You bet. All right. Thanks for coming in. Hey, happy to be here. Kalani expressed uh, just some slight concerns that the chair would be good for your frame and everything else. Think we're okay? I was, I was a little worried sitting here because I've had some mishaps with chairs before. <laughs> really? Do tell. Uh, well, <laughs> broke a lot of chairs on my mission. <laughs> now, I mentioned uh, the Kafusi family name, and so much of, of your identity is tied to those who've come before you. You're okay with that, right? Because you're proud of the Kafusi name and what they've done ahead of you. Absolutely. I think that's one of the big things that you know I kind of looked to for strength because it's like okay I've had you know brothers uncles my dad my mom come through everyone has come through so I kind of love it if you had to tick off all the names of all the relatives and it could be brother father cousin who've played college athletics how long would that list be oh man I don't even know (laughs) because you know I'd probably have some aunts that did some you know just some (laughs) interesting sports or something here and there so I can't even say uh, the family connections that we're most familiar with are, of course, dad, Steve, who's a player and now a coach, and, uh, and brother, Bronze. But there's more than just I – mean, those, those are the ones we all know. But uh, Alexis played, yeah. and, uh, and, and even if others haven't in your family haven't gotten to this level, they've been athletic their whole lives, haven't they? Yeah. You know, we're, we're a pretty competitive family. So, you know, even if it's just doing random stuff around the house, it gets pretty heated. <laughs> Athletics is involved. <laughs> Kalani said uh, that, that he was literally – a babysitter for you in your younger years. Is that, is that, you yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, sorry for all those diapers or whatever, <laughs> you know, paid, paid babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> I was paid. I mean, not paid enough, but <laughs> how are the twins doing by the way? You, you, you have twin siblings. They're great. Yeah. My little sister is enrolled in school here now and my little brother actually gets home next week. So, and he's the next in the line of Cougars, right? Yeah. He's going to come and play football. So, I can't wait to rough him up a little bit, you know, (laughs) (laughs) kind of humble him, come off the mission from a high. (laughs) What's he going to be, by the way, position-wise, do you know? I I don't even know. Hey, I think we're going to ask right here. What do you think? (laughs) He'll be tall, and and there'll be a Kafusi so he can gain weight, and we'll see. But there'll be a place. I think he'll be on defensive side of the ball. Okay. Uh, Brother Bronce is uh, playing with the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, how has his season gone? I know they just suffered an injury on the D-line. Brent Urban, who's been playing ahead of yeah. him, is out for a long time now. And uh, So what do you know about his current situation and how he's doing? I think he's doing really well. And so, you know, he did pretty well in the preseason because Brent Urban's a great player. And so he hasn't seen as much time in the regular season. But now with this injury, I think he'll probably have a lot more time. And it'll be, it'll be fun to see him out there. You guys went and played in the Superdome in uh, New Orleans. You guys got there on a Friday. On a Thursday night, I got there ahead of you guys. I got to go to the Superdome and see Bronze play a lot of snaps yeah. as the Ravens took on the Saints in that preseason game. It was fun to watch them out there. Yeah, I was, I was so jealous to, to see all the BYU people that went and saw them because I was like, geez, I was just a couple hours behind, but glad somebody saw them. Yeah, we did. It, yeah. it, was, it was good to see them <laughs> repping. Uh, you are a football guy and a football guy only right now. Uh, last couple of years, we talked about you playing both sports. Uh, what went into the decision to, to focus solely on football, and are you going to miss basketball at all? You know, I think you just you love you know, anything that you do. And I think with football, it's something that I love to do. And also, I just it kind of fits my personality and the way I kind of look at things. And so, yeah, it's hard to say bye to basketball because everyone says it's it's a hard thing for anyone to let go of something they've been doing for so long, but at the same time, I'm just so happy to be playing football. Kalani, somebody who's as good, so good to be a D1 basketball player and still do what he does in football, you've got yourself a heck of an athlete, obviously. Oh, yeah, of course. And his basketball, um, you know, the guy that plays basketball, and it's natural for him with his body position, his movement. 
Uh, obviously, he's gained a little bit of weight since then and muscle, right? And so, um, but his his length and, and his uh, the leverage that he can use in the game is, it's uh there's not a lot of guys that ha are his size that play the end. And I think um, you know there's there's a lot of plays that he's going to make in the future. He's made in the past, but there's way more to him. And we're like I said before with him, we're just scratching the surface on on his on his uh, his ability. I mean, he's got so much more ahead of him. And, I think he knows that, and, and, and having an older brother that's played the game, and a, and a father that played in the NFL and played at BYU, I think it, that all plays into a, who he is as a person, and, and it's a huge compliment to his family and what they've done with him. And he's a competitive kid, and so he's, uh, you know, I think it fits perfectly him playing D end, and, and it's a good match to the other side with Sione Takitaki playing there. So, uh, you know, hopefully we start making big time plays on Friday, and and, and uh, just let him loose and. Let this big frame take over the game. <laughs> well, you are a football guy now for sure. Before you leave basketball, you're probably going to be the only Cougar that ever retires with multiple wins and be undefeated up in the kennel in Spokane against Gonzaga. That's quite the accomplishment. It's, yeah, definitely. Just some <laughs> great memories up there. Yeah, every time you went up there, you got to win. You're like, what's the big deal? We win every time we go I know. Up I'm like, what? <laughs> Come on, why don't we always do this? <laughs> uh, your mom, Michelle, is uh, in the running and is, in fact, one of the final two candidates for the mayor of Provo. She got through the primaries, and she'll be up for election here uh, in November. Uh, have you thought about uh, what kind of life changes it might mean for you and your family if uh, we're looking at the next mayor of Provo right there? Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm just thinking better obey the speed limit, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> better not cut anyone off on the road. You know, got to help the old ladies across the street. <laughs> Don't want to get in trouble with the law. No. <laughs> Has it been a fun thing for your family? Yeah, it's been really neat. You know, I, I would say that... A majority of our family, other than my mom, we don't know a ton about politics. Like, we don't keep up as much, but she does, and she has a passion for it. So it's been neat to kind of rally around her and what she loves to do and just be like, we're here to help. What about her would make her a good mayor? I think just that idea in general that she has so much passion for it. She, you know, grew up here in Provo, has raised kids here in Provo, and loves Provo to death. You know, she has no side agendas. There's no political you know, side agenda with her. She just truly loves this place and wants it to be the best that it can be. Wants to serve. Exactly. Yeah. All right, more with Corbin coming up in our next segment. Uh, we've got more with uh, Corbin, including Q&A. Your questions for Corbin on social media and our live studio audience ahead. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake. BYU Football with Kalani Satake is presented by Ken Garf Honda of Orem, a proud supporter of BYU and the Cougar community. We hear Cougs. I always like to check in on our Cougars in the NFL. Kyle Van Noy made 11 tackles for the Patriots on the weekend. Daniel Sorensen continuing to be active for the Kansas City Chiefs. Jordan Leslie's first catch was a heck of a catch he made for the Cleveland Browns on the weekend. And Jamal Williams is a good understudy to Ty Montgomery there in Green Bay and not listed but on an NFL roster is this guy's brother Bronson Kofusi. We're with Corbin Kofusi and uh, Bronson spent the weekend in England. He did. You know, it was his first time over there so him and his wife got to go out there and it was pretty neat. He loved it. So the Ravens played at Jacksonville in, uh, in London, right? Yeah. At uh, Wembley Stadium. It's kind of funny. Uh, I think it was your mom that posted a uh, pick over the weekend. So your dad Steve played a game back in London way back in the day when he was with the Eagles, right? Yeah. And so your mom went ahead and posted, I think, an Insta uh, that showed 
your dad, Steve, and your mom, Michelle, in England posing and then super or, uh, next to Bronson and Hillary, who were there this past weekend. So separated by many, many years, you've got a father and son having played games, football games in England of all places. Yeah, it was, it was pretty neat to see that. I just wonder, I hope my dad's team didn't do as bad as Bronson did. But <laughs> <laughs> There we are, dad Steve on the left and uh, brother Bronson on the right as uh, he spent the weekend uh, overseas. And your mom posted that uh, just on the weekend, kind of a neat little touch there. All right, to the here and the now, and uh, we got the wagon wheel behind us, meaning it's Utah State Week. How important is Friday's game in Logan to you? It's huge. I think this is going to be a big game for the team, and just everything about the game is huge. Not only that it's Utah State, but this is coming off the bye week. This means everything to us, so it'll be big. Kalani, what would you say? I mean, every game, the next one you play is the most important game you play, but is there a special meaning to, to what happens Friday in Logan from what you want to see from your guys? Well, just more of the urgency on, on what we want to prove on the field as a team. And I know our offense has a lot to prove. Um, I know Coach Detmer does, and so does our defense and, and our special teams. And as a group, it's our program. We, all want to, want to, we just want to show up and play our best game. And, and uh, what a great time to do it and after a bye and having some self-reflection and having our, our leaders step up and take ownership of this team. And I'm um, just looking forward to everything work up, work, working out in our, in our favor. And, just uh, really happy for this opportunity to play this game. 87th uh, wagon wheel meeting. Uh, BYU's 48, 35, and 3 all time. 8 and 2 in the last 10, 30 and 5 in the last 35 games. Just some trivial notes about the Aggies and BYU. Uh, Bronson, or Corb, how would you feel the defensive line has performed through four games, and what are some objectives you'd like still to meet as a group this year? You know, I think it's kind of the same thing what Coach was saying is that. There's definitely some things we can improve on. You know, we've had some moments where it's like, okay, we, we're getting this, but at the same time, there's just so much more that we can do as a defensive line and a ton of room for improvement. And so hopefully with this game coming up, we kind of show that, you know, after looking over the film and kind of seeing what we can do better as a defensive line or as, as an individual that we come through and, you know, kind of make a big difference in that category. There's Corb with his first sack of the season in the Wisconsin game. Uh, you, you fashion yourself a fisherman. You love to fish, right? I, I do like to fish. So you just had a week off, a bye week. There was some football involved. Did you have a chance to get off and just get off and do some fishing just to, just to chill out and, and get, get, get back to your senses? Sadly, no. You know, I, I, especially because I've taken up bow fishing, which is totally different than my usual, you know, hours out on the river. But it was kind of, it was a good week to... You know, just chill, but didn't want to get that relaxed. What kind of fishing? Bow fishing. Uh, yeah, a bow and arrow, you know, you have a rig attached to it. For real, we're talking like <laughs> you oh, said yeah. that. I, I was thinking bow and arrow, but that's... Oh, it's, it's the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, have you had success with this? Oh, yeah. You know, I can go out in an hour. It's, you get way more fish, and they're all this big. And so you go out in an hour and get three or four of them. Are you intrigued, Kalani? I'll eat the fish. <laughs> you don't want to eat these fish. <laughs> these are the bad ones. Uh, so uh, players only meeting, uh, Kalani referenced last week. Um, why was it good for the team at that time, and what did you get out of it? I just think it's a pivotal time in our season. You know, we've come across three really tough losses, and especially in the manner that we lost. You know, these aren't you know, one or two points, kind of how it was last year. These were big losses for us, and so it's easy for – guys to lose vision of what we're doing you know to either go off of what the coaches are trying to tell them or go off of what their teammates are trying to tell them you know it's it's kind of in human nature to scatter when things go bad and so the players meeting was good to kind of rally everyone together and be like no we're still on the same track 
and we need to do this. And a bunch of different guys could speak as they wanted to, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. It was really good to hear from just a whole variety of players, you know, young guys, old guys, veterans, walk-ons, anyone. All right, time to let uh, Cougar Nation get a word in edgewise with uh, Corbin Kafusi now. We're going to go to Q&A, and we'll start here in the studio. Our first question is coming uh, from here in Studio C from uh, Russell Alley, a.k.a. the Grizzfather. Russell, good to have you here. Hey, Corbin, how's it going? Good, man, how are you? Hey, good. Hey, so since your family is uh, all pretty much uh, huge sports uh, fanatics, um, do you guys do anything outside of sports when you guys get together, or is it all sports-related family feuds? It's, we do a lot of things. We love games, like card games, you know. Oh, catchphrase is a big thing that we play at our house, and it's pretty heated between the guys and the girls. They always think we're cheating. <laughs> but I think the biggest thing we do outside of sports is eat. So that's always a good family time. <laughs> and uh, if, if Michelle can handle feeding a, room, uh, a house of Kafusi, she can handle running the city of Provo, maybe, because she's had a lot to deal with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Way. Yeah. Uh, Twitter for our next question from at to BYU underscore Bob uh, for Corb. How important is it to get pressure uh, with just four rushing, if there's just four rushing at one time? I think it's huge because you're going to get a double team somewhere in there, but then the rest are going to be single blocks. And so pressure is what allows you know, our DBs and our linebackers to kind of you see what's going on in the field and to create turnovers or opportunities for that kind of stuff. So if there's no pressure, quarterbacks at this level can just pick you apart. You know, as Wisconsin's quarterback was great at that. He was able to see things and just get the ball where it needs to go. And so pressure is kind of everything for us. Okay, our next question, Twitter, at uh, Borgett, Ty R. Uh, how does uh, the Utah State rivalry compare to the Utah rivalry? And he said, as a USU alum, I know that they, uh, they hate BYU as much as anyone. What do you think about it? <laughs> uh, I think it's, it's a big-time rivalry. And I guess I didn't really know that until when I played up there for basketball. Mm. And it was quite an arena to play in for, for just basketball. And so I can't even imagine how it's going to be like for football. But, you know, a lot of people care about it, and I think – it's kind of brought the attention to me and to all the players that we have to care too. All right. Corbin, thanks for coming on tonight. Great segment. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. That's Corbin Kafusi, everybody. Thank you for Corbin. Improving things for our customers. To see how, come visit our showroom located on University Parkway. Ken Garf, we hear Cougs. After the break, your questions for the Cougars head coach from the audience and social media with the hashtag Satake Show. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Takes his drop. The righty steps up in the pocket. Throwing on the run. Looking for Micah Simon. Micah makes the catch inside the 30-25-yard line of Wisconsin. That is the exciting play of the game presented by Nissan, a proud partner of the BYU Cougars. Nissan, innovation that excites Hodge to Simon. And we are back with BYU football with Kalani Satake here in Studio C. That last play we saw was from the Wisconsin game. And uh, Micah Simon's been a pretty reliable receiver for you. Uh, big play there. And he's had a lot of third-down conversions as well when he's caught the ball. He has been. And, and he's been uh, a really productive and, and just uh, a guy that we got to get the ball more. To, you know, so uh, Micah's worked extremely hard last year. He redshirted and uh, got faster and bigger and, and uh, showing. And I think he's hungry to make plays. But he, you should see him block downfield. He does all the little things and all the details that – it takes to be a great wide receiver. He does it all. So uh, we need to find ways to get him the ball more, and, and uh, I think we'll have a better chance of 
getting more plays and getting more points if he gets the ball in his hands. Sounds good. All right, it's that time of the show when we turn the uh, citizens of Cougar Nation over to Coach Satake going one-on-one with the head coach, the Cougs. Your questions for Kalani in our weekly Q&A, and we'll start right here in Studio C. We've got uh, Jennifer McGill at the mic. Hello, Jennifer. Hi. So my question is, is there any special thing you guys do before or in halftime to fire up the team? Anything special? Yeah. Um, well, we come in, there's all the, like, the orange slices and all that stuff <laughs> that these guys can, can, you can eat. The guys go, we try to remind them not to eat too much, you know. But um, other than getting, um, getting you know, the, the, the drinks and, and sitting down, we meet as a staff separately, offense and defense, and then we go out there and the, the, the coordinators will go out and and address the players and tell them the things that we were doing wrong, things that we're doing good. And, and then as a, as a coach, you know, we bring them together and try to get them riled up. But I think for the most part, the players will take ownership of that and our strength coach and their staff do, do it as well. So uh, it's not just uh, me being the cheerleader. It's a, we kind of do it all together. And um, there's some times that you would, you know, you would uh, be a little bit more heated than other times. So uh, without going into much detail, yeah, that's, uh, some changes need to happen, and I don't have a long time to explain how it needs to happen. So uh, I've been given a small amount of time, and, and uh, you know, sometimes the delivery is a little loud, but that's part of football. All right, to Twitter for our next question, hashtag Satake Show from at SaluteMex, I think is the way you say it. Uh, what should we as fans be most excited about going into the game on Friday night up in Logan? Um, I think there's just from what we are seeing with our O-line and with our, our offense, I'm just really excited our offense getting better and showing better. That's... Um, I, I feel really confident with our defense, and although we had some issues on, against Wisconsin, I, I, I definitely know that what will help our defense will be to stop the run, because if you stop the run, then you force teams into third and long and then taking advantage of those, creating big plays and turnovers. Um, so that will be the focus on defense. But offensively, um, you know, we, we, we haven't seen all our weapons. You mentioned Michael Simon before, and there's a lot of guys that deserve to, to get the ball more, and that's Jonah Trinman, Ula Tolotau, and... You know, Squally Canada, there's a lot of guys um, that, that you'll see on offense that, that, that play well, other than Matt Bushman that we've seen quite a bit. But there's other guys that can contribute to the team and help us win games. And I, I'm, you know, I'm forgetting to mention a lot of them because I'd probably be here and name them all, all 30 guys that will be on the field that will help us in some way or another to help us win, game, win the game on Friday. How is Ula coming along as well? Was we good for him? It was good. I mean, it was good for all those running backs. And I've been really pleased and been spending some time with them a little bit and seeing some of the improvement they're making in their running tracks and then being able to, with their keys and their reads. And I think it all works together with our, our O-linemen. And um, I think it'll be, it'll be really good for us. We needed this break and needed to focus a little bit more on individually each running back and their strengths and, and what their eyes are looking at and what, you know, where, where, where we can help the O-line with their blocks and, um, and help the running game. So I, I've been, it's been nice to have it specialized coaching with all those running backs, but we did it also with our receivers and our tight ends. And, um, you know, there's a lot of guys that can help us win games, and um, we're just looking forward to those guys playing on Friday. Back to our live studio audience for our next question. Tasha Sabi is with the coach. Hey, Tasha. Hi, coach. Um, if you could give any former BYU football player one more year of eligibility, who would it be and why? Just one? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Somebody you could see play again. Not even again. Just oh, who would you like maybe see in their prime, or who's who's somebody that you go man? Who would I like to see um, play again? Jeez, uh, that's hard for. I, I can't pick one. It's like. Um, no, I, <laughs> I definitely would be on the bottom of the list. So I, I, there's a lot of guys that I admire that were great players, and I, I I could name them all. I mean, three of them got their jerseys retired, you know. So, but there's a lot of great guys, and and 
the guys that we have on the team are good enough. We can we can win with those guys, and I'm 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 excited to see them play. And, and you know, the past doesn't help you win games, but it can help motivate you. And that's what we're trying to do here at BYU. And if I were to bring anybody back, it'd be Lavelle to bring back and, and to be with him. Thanks, Tasha. All right, more Q&A coming up for the coach after this. Fans, if you're looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's, try Smith's Click List. Order online, pick up curbside at the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com slash clicklist for details. More of your questions and Kalani's answers coming up next. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake. All right, you see the wagon wheel there, and we've got the wagon wheel here in studio as BYU gets ready for Utah State. It is time for our final Q&A segment here on BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Hashtag Satake Show to get your question in for the coach tonight and every week. And let's get right back to our studio audience. And we've got uh, Brenton Farrell coming to the mic. Brenton Farrell, I'm with uh, Coach Satake. Hey, Brenton. Hello. Uh, hey, Coach. So, you know, we talked, you talked a little bit about how there was a players meeting this past week. Um, when you were a player here at BYU, did you participate in any players-only meetings? And kind of what happens in those meetings? What, what were they like? Um, <clears throat> a lot of things. I, I, we had a bunch of them, you know. And the, I think we met quite often as players and, and as, as a group. And um, a lot of it was kind of motivating and uh, sometimes really aggressive and loud and a lot of fun. But um, most of it was to reflect on what we're doing and call guys out and and also have guys step up, you know. So I, I think it's good. So so everyone expects me as a, as a head coach and our coaching staff to correct young men, but it just means more when it's coming from their peers and uh, when it's coming from the guy that's in the huddle with you that's uh, pleading for you to do your job and to be responsible for your accountability to, to, to the team. I think that matters, and it carries on just, just not on the field, but it goes off the field in academics and everything that they do, and uh, that's what makes this place special, you know, and, and makes our program special. So... I'm glad it happened, and, and I'm looking forward to those guys doing more of those meetings. But I, I mean, don't want to just make make it sound like that's going to be the saving thing for our, our team. But it's definitely part of a uh, part of uh, something that needs to happen. And uh, I just those guys, they they know that this is their team, and this uh, Corbin's one of them. That they know that this is their group, you know, and and, and um, they know that the, the important role that they play in it. And it's a good time for the leadership to step up. So that's basically how I see it. All right. Brenton, thanks for the question. Uh, to Twitter, hashtag Sutake Show. This is from at RonBond2015. What do you think is more vital in turning around the offense, a better run game or improvement in the pass game? I think both. I mean, I don't want to be greedy or anything. Okay, let's do it all well. You know, let's, <laughs> let's, um, let's, let's throw the ball effectively and utilize our speed. I, we have one of the fastest guys in, in the country in, in Jonah Trenman and Bo Tanner and those guys that, that are a lot of speed and just having being able to spread the field out a little bit more but I think you also need to pound the run to, to keep teams honest and um, the, the well-balanced attack that's what we want and, and, and uh, you know so hopefully we can do that and keep keep teams uh, honest and keep them on their heels and, and when you do that you get things rolling and that's what we're trying to trying to accomplish as a coaching staff and as a program I mean we have the guys that can do it we have Michael Simon all these great athletes and great receivers and tight ends and, and a physical line with a lot of experience so there's really no excuses. It just look, it needs to happen, and it needs to happen around Friday. All right, studio audience and Twitter audience, thanks for your questions. Good stuff. When we come back from our final break, a final look ahead to Friday as we close the show with Kalani. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake. <laughs> 
BYU at Utah State, Friday in Logan on radio. We're underway at 4 o'clock Mountain, 6 o'clock Eastern on TV, 5 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Mountain. So BYU Radio, BYU TV have you covered. Then the Cougs and Ags right at 6 o'clock Mountain Time, 8 o'clock Eastern up there at uh, Maverick Stadium. All right, let's uh, wrap up the show with a final Twitter question. We go to social media and uh, at Joseph Felt, felt that he should ask this question. Uh, what's the best improvement you saw from the offense over this last uh, week and change that you've had to get ready for Utah State? Um, I, I would say the, uh, the old line did a great job at, at um, and blocking up front against a really physical D-line. You know, I, I think that uh, especially on a couple of drives, we saw some good, some good moments and um, just like to see more improvement and more consistency in, uh, as a group overall. But uh, it's good to start at the O-line. And, and uh, I've asked those three seniors that start in the interior O-line to, to take, take ownership of the offense. And, you know, those, those are three big bodies that have played a lot of games. And I think they, their, their voices can be heard. And uh, I think it will have a huge influence on our team. You know, I'm, I'm personally excited for Friday because of what's gone on already and had the fact you've had a week off. And I know you're fully focused, but are you also intrigued and excited for what you guys can show you on Friday night? Do you feel that too? I, I do. And, and I mean, not, not to be negative or anything, but it can't get any worse. You know, so it's like the, 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 uh, we got to be better. That, that, and and um, our, everyone expects it. Our, our, but more importantly, our team expects it. And, and they're anticipating a, a good improvement and a good showing. And so our, our, I think our fans are, have been waiting for it. And, and trust me, we're just as impatient, you know, as coaches. But the guys, from what I've seen already with the way they've been working, it, it should be a good thing for us. All right. Well, best of luck on Friday night. We look forward to it. Fans, we'd love to see you here in our studio audience next week. Go to BYUCougars.com slash Satake Show at 1 o'clock Eastern next Monday, 11 a.m. Mountain Time to reserve your spot in next Tuesday's audience. Stay tuned for ninth-ranked BYU Women's Volleyball versus Pepperdine on BYU TV. We'll talk to you next Tuesday, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain. For Corbin Kafusi and the coach, Kalani Satake, and the cutout, I'm Greg Rubel. And this has been BYU Football with Kalani Satake, live from Studio C. We'll see you next week.